So you've heard him kind of through Josh and myself as we've podcasted. And it's because of the audio mixing that you've heard. And it's our friend Calvin Barnes. And so he was buzzing through town. Uh, business brought him here. And we decided to have him as a guest on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm super honored to be here. So uh, this conversation that we're about to have may move around a little bit. So really the topics that we'll be talking about today are like a self-care thing, you know, about also how it helps you approach your side hustle mm -hmm. and some of the skills that you could apply to those things, like why it applies. We're going to meld all those together and we're going to launch it on the loop and discuss it today on Curiosity Continuum. So today, in the spirit of trying something different, uh, we have an in-studio guest this time, rather than going uh, out of the studio to find somebody, and it's none other than uh, our friend Calvin. Calvin's influence has been felt on this podcast, maybe not by his voice, but by some of the audio tricks and wondery that he's helped us do to make us sound better than we appear. Uh, semi-decent, so, yeah, anyway. Semi-decently. <laughs> so Calvin's joining us today, and uh, we thought we'd riff on something called, uh, something more like, you know, like applied skills, or applying something you know to something different. You know, we might call it uh, transferable skills, something like that. So join us today as we launch out onto the loop and discuss this on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Thanks for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. If you're tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends who want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world. We're going to do this by sharing conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics. And if you want to receive updates when new content is available, please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you can receive notifications when there's something new to listen to. We appreciate you, and we look forward to sharing our curiosities with you and you sharing it with us and your friends as we explore topics together. And as always, you guys can find us on curiosicontinuum.com. And from there, you can link out to our socials, get in count, uh, contact with us. And we thrive on your feedback and hope to start a conversation soon. So today, special guest, Calvin Barnes. Calvin, say hello to everybody, please. Hello to everybody, please. <laughs> Sometimes he's very literal. <laughs> <laughs> very rarely. So Cal Calvin and I have known each other for years now. You know, watched as we both had sets of children and grew up together and played together. Calvin lived closer to me until he moved uh, back home to Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he kind of uh, dropped into the studio. Some business brought him back to the Nashville area. And uh, since, you know, it'd be only appropriate to help bring on the person who makes us sound really good, <laughs> to have him on as a guest to make us sound even better. So here we are today. Yeah, glad to be here, man. I'm honored to, uh, to get to spend some time with you guys. So, no, we're glad to have you, man. So today, Josh and I were talking on text and stuff, and he said, this might be a good conversation to kind of bring in another voice to. Mm -hmm. Calvin, do you mind just giving like a little snippet, like a little bit how you're wired, like family life, what you're doing, and we want to kind of cue it up for the very reason, you know, to kind of show you different transitions in life. Like, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so we met each other because in 2006, my wife and I, my pregnant wife and I at the time, Moved to Nashville, not knowing why, and uh, ended up landing in the music business, toured for a while playing, and then, uh, as you know, ended up becoming an audio engineer and uh, doing touring production management, front of house for various uh, Christian touring artists. And uh, before that, I'd been uh, in insurance, 
I had been an insurance broker. I had helped start a mortgage company and I had worked at a credit union. So I had been my own artist for a little while. Uh, and then we moved here and I'd always been in ministry as well. I was a, a worship pastor at a church, what we call in ministry world, bivocational. Uh, I did uh, ministry uh, while having a full-time job as well. And then after uh, we left Nashville, we had all our kids here. Love, love the whole 615. There's no place in the world like Middle Tennessee. I love it. And, uh, and then we moved back to, uh, to my hometown in BB, Arkansas. That's right. There's nothing more Arkansan sounding <laughs> BB. than BB, BB. Arkansas. Hey, where are y'all from? BB. BB. Yeah. Um, no, seriously. That's where I'm from. Yeah. yeah, no, seriously, that's where we're from. And uh, so we, we went back there in 2014, and in 2017 we became lead pastors of a, a church uh, that's a part of a multi-campus uh, church, uh, New Life Church in Arkansas. We have 18 campuses across the state. And I lead the BB campus there, a church of about pre-COVID 500, 550 okay. uh, people on the weekend. I've got a mostly volunteer staff, about 12 people. And then I do, while I'm here, I do uh, audio, video, and lighting consulting mm -hmm. uh, as well. And uh, podcast a little bit, uh, not as much as you guys. And uh, so uh, I guess it would, it would suffice to say that my experience has been diverse. Yeah. <laughs> diverse it's it's definitely diverse and we, we've kind of walked some life together with it yes so for all of us i think that for those of you listening on the podcast we've all had different journeys that we've walked and different things so like while you know josh has had kind of more of a mainstay of a particular uh, vocation he's also people don't know like he's probably one of the most skilled like tech IT people that you'll ever meet, even though he won't really openly talk about it. Josh, you want to mention just some of that? Because people who are listening to this may not even know that part about you. Sure. So I, my dad was in tech. Like he came, he was a, he's a pastor as well. Kind of like came a roundabout way into the tech industry where he was at the time where they needed somebody for, I think it was data entry. And so he started doing that. And then they needed somebody to manage the network that they had built. And he's like, I'll do it, even though he didn't know how. And so he just kind of self-taught himself. I kind of like picked up on that, kind of like would ask him questions. And we kind of learned together the like early days of tech and like IBMs and uh, Windows. When Windows came out, we learned how to integrate those networks together. We learned how to build networks. Um, and then it kind of went into like me learning how to, you know, fix computers and fix stuff and just do it because it needed to be done. And so today I still am like enamored with tech and technology and all that. And I build my own PCs and I use Apple products too. So it's not just, you know, <laughs> it's the, it's the, I walk the both, both worlds sometimes. So yeah, I do a lot of that stuff too. This one, actually, this will kind of be a great way to maybe kind of characterize it. You know, mm -hmm. there are skills that we have maybe picked up from our family or other things along the way. Sometimes you have such a gifting in one specific thing. Like, you know, like that's your path in life, man. Like it's either that or you're going to starve. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the path. And then there's the times when it's like you have portable skill sets mm -hmm. where it can be applied to other things. That's where um, if you've kind of followed, it's like, well, why does my life not seem to follow like, you know, I've been in insurance for the last 40 years. It's like, that's not everybody's path to walk. I, sometimes Definitely. you start to compare yourself to others and go like, well, why isn't it like that? It's just maybe because you're wired differently. Sometimes there's a focus thing that happens with 
not just having maybe one interest, but you have varied interests. Yeah. You know? And you might have a passion, but then you might also have other skills that you like you want to explore, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Calvin, I'll turn the spotlight on you for a minute. So oh. as for bivocational, uh, it doesn't mean that you go both ways with a job. It means that you, yeah. have, <laughs> you are, um, yeah. you know, you are a pastor as you know, one of your major vocations as far as care and love of people. Mm-hmm. And then you also have these other jobs where you're, you know, doing audio engineering and consulting and things like that. You could say like, well, where, you know, like how does those, how do those two things kind of reconcile one another? People will say like, well, that's so very different. Like, how would you know you'd ever want to do that? <laughs> so talk to, talk to us about like, Hey, this is how I kind of approach both things. Like, no, there's probably like a, how you approach something regardless of what it is. It kind of keeps you have some, some point of common reference between the two, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, for those of you who study, I'm a, I'm an Enneagram seven with an eight wing and uh, sevens. We're the life of the party up for an adventure at any time. So otherwise known as ADD. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and so I've always been up for an adventure. I, I don't take no very well and I don't take to telling myself no very well. So I tend to be open to things. Of course, I've always wanted to, as a, as a believer, if you will, not to obviously not to turn this into a religion thing, but, uh, well, you are a pastor. I am a pastor, so (laughs) So. I can't really separate it. Um, (laughs) I've always wanted to do whatever it was that God wanted me to do, but we tend to complicate that into something specific, but the Bible really gives us a general will of God that he wants us to do and wherever our strengths and passions lie to do that within that context, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been passionate about people and I come from a long line of entrepreneurs, AKA opportunists. Okay, really great entrepreneurs follow the Mother Teresa ministry model. It's find a need and fill it. And so uh, I always took that on as sort of my modus operandi, if you will. If I had a passion for it, if I loved it enough, uh, just being an entrepreneur, I was going to find a way to monetize it, if you will. And that's kind of how I got into audio. The the pastoral thing is really that I've, I've felt a call in my life to pastor people. No matter what the context vocationally that I was in, I saw that as my mission. Simon Sinek would say that was my why. This is why I exist. And so I know why I exist. So I care less about what I do uh, so that I can live out my why. And, and so uh, for me, the intersectionality of what seems to be a sort of vocational dichotomy uh, is uh, people. I love people, um, and I, I think if I think if you genuinely care about people and uh, you're passionate about something, it can it's it's transferable between spaces. Uh, it, it's I think those two things are the ultimate portable skill. Uh, I think no matter what you do, if you're passionate about it and you re- really truly believe in it, and you genuinely believe that what you're doing makes a difference in somebody's life on whatever level it is. You do those two things. It really doesn't matter what you do uh, because if you focus on those two things, you're going to be successful basically. anyway. Because you're doing something that you actually is, it resonates you in a deeper sort of sense. Yes. Something you want to do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's then it becomes less of a uh, trudging through the mud, a flowing through you. Okay. 
Right. Yep. If that makes sense. It, it just sense. sort of flows out of me. It emanates out of me who I am, no matter what vocational or career space I'm in. Yeah. It just sort of emanates out of me because it's who I am. I'll tell you this. I struggled with some of that just because I, I have a strong sense of duty a lot mm-hmm. of times. To like, this is what I have to do, you know? And right. th- there's a lot of things that would get done. Um, but I think sometimes I sacrificed, could I sustain this? Because I realized I was good at it, but my heart wasn't fully in it. And I found myself going like, man, there's got to be something more than this. I think a lot of us find ourselves asking, is there something more than this? Or it's like, well, now I have these uh, obligations or these kind of things to be able to you know, have to work through. I mean, those are burdens I think that we all take on maybe in different sort of ways in our life, depending what it is relationally. Right, Josh? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I think, too. And this would be a question for Calvin if he ever thought about this, too, because I know some people do today. A lot of times people are, you know, they're consumed by, you know, monetary reason, like for doing a job that maybe they're not really 100 percent passionate about. But, you know, it, it pays their bills and it gets them through to that day. I think we've all done job or a job even growing up that maybe we didn't like, but we just needed some money. So we did it. Um, sure. How, what would you say to people that are, you know, struggling with that kind of thing to find a passion, to find something that really ignites, you know, kind of like burns a fire in them, you know? Well, you know, it, it's, uh, you have to put it in the context for the person's life situation, right? obviously, because, you know, if you're 40 and you got three kids, uh, you can't just up and quit your job and lose your insurance because you want to go be, you know, a sommelier, right? Like you've mm-hmm. got to. You've got to have some sense about it. But what I would say is it's like compounding interest. Right. Okay. You can start off really small and at some point you're going to hit the tipping point where that goes from just sort of a gentle increase of investment to exponential increase. And so what I would tell people is that become the master of the side hustle at what you're passionate about. Yeah. Continue to take care, take care of your obligations, have great character, take care of your family, do the things you should do, then make time because you're never going to find it. You're going to have to make it right. Make time. If you're passionate about something to begin moving incrementally into that direction and don't just jump ship, move incrementally towards it because ultimately we try to microwave processes that can only be slow cooked. Right. Percolated through time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I mean that like time is a currency too, which a lot of people don't realize. And it's yes. we, we everybody gets the same amount of time every day. You know? Absolutely. And I know people are pulled different directions in different ways. Like some days, you know, I have it seems like I have more time than others, even though I have but I have maybe less disposable time, for example. Right. And that's something like Brian and I are pretty are pretty uh accustomed to doing, right, Brian? We're yeah. Especially with the, the master- podcasting thing and everything, like how we're trying to master the curve of ramping up stuff yes you know and so that, let's touch on that for just a minute because there is there are certain mechanisms i think that like where you ha- you need to allow yourself the freedom to experiment right yes. that didn't work this didn't work so sometimes josh and i mm-hmm. have recorded episodes and i'm like oh and that will never see the light of day we just <laughs> trash it yeah it was like absolutely <laughs> terrible it's like right. do we even make sense no let's just get rid of it but people can count on us publishing consistently mm-hmm. because that's something that they've come to know regardless of what the topic is there are certain things that you can kind of like, hey, we know that Curiosity Continuum will we'll always publish. It's always going to be there, right? Right. So, and we wanted, when we started this podcast, not only to be creative, 
but we wanted to be consistent in that creative content delivery, you know, right. in a format that people could count on. So it wasn't all of a sudden like now it's 12 hours long versus <laughs> 20 minutes long. It's like, what happened there? You know? Right. Let's talk about this too, because okay. as a pastor, you know, people are people, you know, regardless of their worldview and what they come with, people are people and they're always working out people-y kind of things. So <laughs> as you, <laughs> yeah. it's true. We trademark that <laughs> yeah. people-y things. People-y things going on in people. People are people. Yep. Yes. Totally true. When you're, when you're in the, uh, without obviously disclosing uh, personal information about anybody, sure. obviously it's, uh, that role of pastor a lot of times is also counselor mm-hmm. where you're hearing uh, families that are in trouble or mm-hmm. other tough family situations or like the loss of a, of a parent or something like that, you know, you're called upon to be in those situations for it. Let's take the example maybe where there's not a, a death or extenuating circumstance like that, but let's talk about maybe like a marriage breaking up, mm-hmm. you know, or they're separated. You know, when you start talking about like, hey, here's the, the bivocational things, here's how you, you, you divide your time and stuff like that. In the context, um, let's say, let's put money aside, because that's obviously one of the major reasons why people would separate from a long-term relationship. Sure. When you're talking about why people might have an affair like talk about the dynamics of like because they're not you know are they not fulfilled in their life what are the themes that you've seen in people where all of a sudden like this just went completely crazy Mm -hmm. uh you know it's interesting i actually got one of those calls at about 11 15 last night and uh you know it's it's unfortunately a common call life is stressful especially during the season that we're in with COVID, it's, it's a stressful thing. I think the greatest common thing that I see with people, and just to fully disclose, I'm a huge fan of therapy. I, I see a therapist every week myself. The best, highest level leaders I know do. Yeah. And I think that's a huge mindset shift because a lot of people uh, see going to therapy as an admission of weakness but that admission that you don't have it all together is probably the strongest thing you can possibly do because it's about the most honest gut level, honest you could be with yourself is that, Hey, I, I need some tweaking here, you know? Uh, and so I believe that what puts people in a lot of those situations, um, when we're talking about being unfulfilled, uh, is that they have a wound, they have trauma, they have hurt that has been left alone. And what, what do I mean by left alone? Uh, people say that time heals all wounds. It doesn't. It just dulls pain because you get used to pain you're used to. You know, it, you just, right. you can get, it's amazing the amount of pain and suffering mm-hmm. we as human beings can get used to. We can get accustomed to as being part of our norm. I think what I see, um, and it, it goes back to this whole thing of portable skills even, it's so cross applicable that we're not willing to put in the work. Mm. And we want to just have a good phrase about something, or we want to cherry pick a scripture verse or whatever, however you believe, and just use that kind of like a cat poster that fixes everything. And we want to microwave our careers or our callings or our purposes the same way, but it really, it, it doesn't happen that way uh, because health fulfillment is actually not an end. It's a journey mm-hmm. and you have to choose to live in that space every day uh, because it's fleeting. And so, uh, you know, I think the, the biggest thing that I see is people not being willing to put in, they're not honest with themselves, number one, and they're, uh, they're not willing when they are honest for just a moment, even if it's very 
it's a flash sometimes that they're not willing to put in the work to get to where they know they could be. And mm. so what they do is they leave a lot of money on the table. And by money, I mean currency. They leave a lot of resource on the table. They leave a lot of themselves, their potential on the table because they're not willing to put in the work, like working their nine to five job and coming home and for spending an hour or two with their family and then staying up till midnight working on their side hustle that they're really passionate about. Uh, people do the same thing with emotions, trauma, and hurt. They don't want to admit that they need to work on that stuff, and they don't they don't have the intestinal fortitude to put in the work to get to a place of health and where they ultimately can walk out and fulfill their calling, like we're talking about, and using the skill sets uh, that they have, because really every skill is portable. Right. Right. So let's. let's I want to kind of touch on that because I think that. For what people can perceive, like with their eyes and their ears, you know, from a distance especially, mm-hmm. right? They'll see somebody out there like, oh man, they're grinding it out and they are killing it, you know? And their 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 home life is falling apart, mm-hmm. you know? They're, they're struggling with some type of addiction or some depression or things like that. Because it's not the the external things only, but the larger struggle that people don't see is the internal thing. That's Absolutely. happening. There's a lot of healthy looking, unhealthy people oh, yes, walking around going like, hey, you know, I'm good. It's like, you're really not good. Or even and, they think they're good, but they're not. Right. Yeah. It's probably because like they've gotten used to the pain. They say, well, this is just how I have to deal with it. Absolutely. And without ever coming to a place of actually wanting to come to terms with it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's say that somebody's brave enough to want to have a healing mm-hmm. in their life, whatever shape that may take. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm going to take the risk. So I think before you know how to transfer a skill set is you have to be willing to take a risk and be willing to fail, to spend some time, you know, um, not count it as a loss if you learn something that way, right? And I know like Brian and I have talked about failure before, how it's where you learn the most from. And sometimes failure isn't failure, especially if you learn from it. Right. And so that's a that's a that's a reasoning thing that I think that everybody needs to kind of work on because in our society and especially in the United States it's always that want it now, want it fast and everything's mm-hmm. a success, right? Right. Yep. And I think that's part of the problem that with a lot of people are having. It's a societal want versus an individual need that maybe they can't they feel empty and they don't know why. They're like I have the big house, I have the car, I have this, mm-hmm. I have that. Yeah, but they're not, but they're feel empty. Hey, everybody! This is Josh, obviously, and um, you guys just listened to part one of our two part episode with Kelvin Barnes, and we thought it was really good to kind of just like end that episode here, so you guys could think about what we talked about, and we always want to respect your time. So, until next week, this is Josh, and this is Brian for Curiosity Continuum. Thank you.